I'm going to start with Bernard Sanders, uh, basically talking the talk today. Uh, you know, the corporate media is painting it like, oh, he's threatened by Elizabeth Warren, so now he's going more to the left of her. When have you known Bernie Sanders to have to out-left somebody in the Senate? Bernie Sanders is further to the left than Elizabeth Warren. And you don't just drop a policy like canceling all student loan debt. You don't just like prepare that in a week. This has probably been in the works for a while. Here is uh, some of what Bernie had to say today. Uh, it's him, Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, and Congresswoman Ilhan Omar that are presenting a plan to eliminate all uh, student debt. Going. In other words, we will make a full and complete education a human right in America to which all of our people are entitled. This means making public colleges, universities, and HBCUs tuition-free and debt-free by tripling the work-study programs, expanding Pell Grants, and other financial incentives. Today, we are entering a proposal which will allow every person in this country to get all of the education that they need to live out their dreams because they are Americans. Further, in the wealthiest country in the history of the world, it is simply not acceptable that our younger generation, through no fault of their own, will have a lower standard of living than their parents, more debt, lower wages, and less likelihood of owning their own homes. That is why this proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country and ends the absurdity of sentencing an entire generation, the millennial generation, to a lifetime of debt for the crime of doing the right thing, and that is going out and getting a higher education. Ten years ago, <clears throat> the United States government bailed out Wall Street after their greed, their recklessness, and their illegal behavior drove us into the worst recession in modern history. Today, the major Wall Street banks are larger than ever, their profits are soaring, and their CEOs receive huge compensation packages. Our proposal, which costs $2.2 trillion over 10 years, will be fully paid for by a tax on Wall Street speculation similar to what exists in dozens of countries around the world. The American people bailed out Wall Street. Now it is time for Wall Street to come to the aid of the middle class of this country. This Wall Street tax will have the added benefit of controlling Wall Street recklessness and reducing the likelihood of another major economic crash. In 1944, as World War II was coming to an end, the U.S. government did the right thing and passed the GI Bill, which made higher education free to all of those who served in the armed forces. That act not only improved the financial well-being of millions of men and women, but it also laid the groundwork for a great expansion of the American middle class. In the 1960s and 1970s, the federal government and state governments invested heavily in higher education with the result that college tuition was virtually free 
virtually free for millions of young people. Forty years ago, a federal Pell Grant paid for nearly 80 percent of tuition, fees, room and board at a four-year college. Well, unfortunately, things have changed over the years and changed in a bad way. Today, it will cost over $21,000 each and every year to attend some of these very same schools, which 50 years ago were virtually free. Today, Pell Grants cover only 30% of college expenses. And here are the results of federal and state higher education cutbacks. Today, the average college senior graduates with about $30,000 in student debt, and one out of six seniors will graduate with over $50,000 in debt. The situation is even worse for African-American and Latino families. And at a time when we desperately need more doctors and dentists and nurses, those who are graduating medical school and dental school and nursing school are finding themselves in some cases with three or four hundred thousand dollars in debt. So that is Bernard Sanders, Bernard Sanders uh, proposing to eliminate college debt. First of all, credit where credit is due. Uh, when Jill Stein ran in 2016, this was her plan. She can't she called for canceling and eliminating all student loan debt. So got to give props uh, where it originated. And this plan has kind of been out there um, before, but I'm glad Bernie Sanders, with the help of Pramila Jayapal and uh, Ilhan Omar, is calling for this because what better contrast? Can you imagine a better contrast on the, de on the debate stage where Bernie Sanders says it's we need to free, free uh, and unshackle, for lack of a better word, uh, the future our young people from debt so that they could be productive in the economy next to Joe Biden, who just told Wall Street, uh, your your standard of living will not change at all if I'm president. So one person is talking about actually having Wall Street have to dare gasp, pay a little bit in taxes to do business and to scam the American people. You got to pay a little bit in order to scam the American people. Uh, and the other person is saying, uh, can I fluff your pillow, Goldman Sachs? Can I fluff your pillow, J.P. Morgan Chase? Can I fluff your pillow, Bank of America? Do you want, do you want gold chocolate? you want milk chocolate on your pillow or dark chocolate? I can't think. I cannot think of a better contrast. And I'm pretty sure Bernie's going to be right next to Biden on that stage. And here you have Biden saying, Oh, you know, 500 billionaires aren't responsible for the income inequality uh, in this country. Yeah, you know, it, it must just be, it must just be, I don't know, maybe climate change is responsible for the income inequality. Or, I don't know, rap music must be responsible for the income inequality, not Wall Street. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe shows like The Real Housewives and The Bachelor are responsible for that income inequality. Maybe it's the, the raves. Joe Biden said he wants to arrest people that go to raves. Maybe it's the raves that have caused this crazy, crazy hoarding of money to the top 1%. It, it, it can't be Wall Street. And when we say Wall Street, by the way, when we say Wall Street, maybe it's Russia. Good point. 
when we say when we say Wall Street, we're not only talking about the big banks. Wall Street is a big, big tent. You know, the Democratic Party talks about um, the big tent. It's a big tent party. Uh, Wall Street is everything from uh, the banks to the fossil fuel companies to the big pharmaceutical companies to uh, big real estate, um, Silicon Valley. It's all this. It's all the part because they all are invested in each other, basically. Maybe it's unfettered capitalism. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting, folks, that I get denied, we get denied credentials to the first presidential debate. I start raising hell about it on Twitter, and all of a sudden my feed is all pixelated. I'm getting throttled. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Thanks for watching, even though I'm pixelated and looking funky. So, I really want to know what Joe Biden's going to have to say. And Bernie Sanders, we don't have time for you to bring a spoon to a knife fight. You better come on that debate stage and you better have the gloves off the minute your mouth opens. Because Bernie Sanders, you know, the moderators are not going to bring up what Joe Biden told Wall Street. They're not going to bring up that Joe Biden basically bent over and said, you know, you tell me how to, you tell me how high I'll jump. They're not going to bring it up. So, uh, Bernie Sanders, he better say, well, instead of telling Wall Street that their uh, beautiful, you know, heavenly existence is going to continue under a Biden presidency, I'm telling Wall Street, you are going to pave the way for our future generation to be able to eat, to be able to leave, live, and be able to actually expand our economy. You're going to do that. We bailed you out in the, in the 2000s. We continue to give you subsidies hand over fist every year. So, and when Joe Biden says it's not the billionaires that are responsible for the income inequality, uh, what is it, Joe? Tell, tell us what's responsible for the gross levels of income inequality. Taxation? No. And I better, you know, Bernie Sanders, he's better bring up that bankruptcy bill that Joe Biden helped push through as, as, a, as a sexual favor for the credit card companies that were donating to his campaign. And he better, better bring up, he better, better bring up uh, Joe Biden in the Iraq war. He better bring up Joe Biden and NAFTA and TPP. I just showed you yesterday. This was Joe Biden just in 2016. That's This is him writing. That's why securing the Trans-Pacific Partnership remains a top priority for our administration. The 12 economies of the TPP account for 30% of global trade, 40% of global G GDP, and 50% of projected global economic growth. Thanks to U.S. leadership, the deal includes provisions that will raise international standards for, protect, for the protection of worker rights, the environment, and intellectual property. And by the way, this uh, idea that Bernie Sanders is doing this only for the youth vote is, is not true. There's a hell of a lot of people in their 30s, 40s, 50s that still have a lot of student loan debt. I know because I'm talking to many of you right now. Have strangling levels of student loan debt. How many of you would like to support status quo more or become a member to status quo or go out to dinner more with your family or go on vacation more and do plenty of things that you would love to do, but you have to pay hundreds of dollars a month. And how many of you identify with the Sanders campaign when they says, are you really free in America with that kind of debt, with that kind of dark cloud hanging over you? Is that freedom? Kelly, my 31-year-old son has 200000 in medical school debt. Well, this is America. This is America.
It's survival of the fittest, and if you do succeed, we're gonna we're gonna screw you for the rest of your life. And let me let me ask you a question: Why is it? Why is it that the students, young and old, should be on the hook when the the contract and the agreement was fraudulent in the first place? Why are we even normalizing the fact that these colleges were charging tens of thousands of dollars a year to get an education? Education should have never been a commodity in America in the first place. That's why it's not a commodity in other countries that don't have their head up the donors' assholes. Excuse my French. Swear jar. It should have never been a commodity. But in America, we allow health care to be a commodity, and we let people die for not having health care. And, and we, we allow education to be a commodity, and we allow people to have a slow, gradual death because the stress of student loan debt. Guaranteed, when I'm in Miami the next few days, by the way, I will be schwitzing on air, so get be prepared. I'll be sweating up buckets in that Florida humidity in June. Um, how many people am I going to talk to that a huge reason they are out there is because they can't live the life they want to live because they have hundreds of dollars in student loan debt a, a, a month? whether it's medical school, whether it's business school, whatever the school was you went to. And for what? So that they could have a job that they don't like just to keep the health care? So that they could work three to four jobs just to pay off the student loan debt? Oh, great. When, I, when I'm on dialysis, I'll be able to pay off the loans when, I, when I'm old. It's, it's, it's outrageous. So another aspect of this that's important is what exactly, you know, younger voters, when you look at Bernie Sanders versus Elizabeth Warren, this whole notion that I, uh, I got a plan for everything. She's got plans. She's got good policies. But the bottom line is the difference between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, plans don't matter. You could have a good plan. You could have a good policy proposal. But if you don't have an army of people behind you to apply pressure to the Republican Party, to the corporate Democratic Party, what are you, you're, you're not going to get the plans through in the way you want to get them through. Elizabeth Warren, to become president, she don't have a, a revolutionary army behind her like Bernie Sanders does. So she might become president. And the bill that she's proposing now, which is not total student debt elimination, how is she going to get that through? by bipartisan compromise, which is going to water the deal down to the point where it doesn't really have a game-changing effect. That's why these policies are written as such by the Warrens, by the Kamala Harris's. They're just enough on paper to look like they are really, really progressive. But none of these people actually have the political capital behind them. Political capital meaning the people. I like what Bernie Sanders said. This whole discussion about you know, we need to be civil, even with people we disagree with. If you want to be civil, go to church, go to temple, go to, you know, uh, the park and, and do yoga if you want civility. OK, we don't need more civility in Washington. We need to take on sociopaths in the Republican Party and the corporate Democratic establishment. I'm not going to be civil if I'm Bernie Sanders with people that are trying to deprive the working people of America, my base. I'm not going to be civil with people that are trying to deprive them of health care, of education, 
who support endless war and look the other way as we send our soldiers to die for nothing. How about we go to church with Nina Turner instead? That's a kind of that's kind of going to church. Love Nina Turner. And I hope to interview her while I'm down in Miami. So it's just, you know, civility. The problem isn't, and by the way, what was this, where, when was this like great, you know, uh, utopian civility? When was this? I'd love to know. Because I don't remember Washington being so civil uh, in the 2000s or the ninth or the, uh, the 90s or even the 80s. And is civility good if civility and bipartisan compromise, is this really a good thing if you get Democrats and Republicans singing Kumbaya and going out for dinner to work on bipartisan compromises that give you crumbs to the workers and give beautiful cheese, cheesecake to Wall Street? Is that the kind of civility we want? No. So I like what Bernie Sanders had to say in 2016. He said, no, 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 no. When I become president, I'm not interested in meeting with Mitch McConnell and compromising on day one. I'm going to say, Mitch, look outside the window. There's thousands of people on the Capitol. And if you don't start coming to our side, you are going to be forced out of office. That's what we need. Because politicians only do the right thing if you apply an inferno under the behinds. That is the truth. So I think this student loan uh, thing is great. I think Bernie Sanders is going down fighting. I mean, he needs to keep showing that he is the only candidate firmly, 100% fighting Wall Street, fighting fossil fuel companies, fighting pharmaceutical companies, fighting real estate, fighting gentrification, and fighting pretty much the whole corporate establishment. That's the media, and that's the Democratic Party. And, uh, you know, obviously Bernie Sanders' uh, plan is not going to get through now. I mean, Donald Trump is president. Turkey neck Mitch McConnell is running the Senate. So not going to happen. But it's, it is what he needs to do is put down the marker. And I think the strategy is, and I think they released this right before the date, debate for a reason. Let the debate moderator say, how are you going to pay for it? Bernie Sanders should say, hey, you know, we've been talking about uh, the war in Iran and, you know, basically dropping missiles and bombs on Iran. I haven't heard you ask, how are we going to pay for a war in Iran? So I'll answer how are we going to pay for this when you start asking how are we going to pay for that war in Iran? Because I haven't heard that question asked once in the last week of Iran war mania. But how are we going to pay for it? Bernie has told you how we're going to pay for it. Wall Street transaction taxes. Sounds good to me. Why is that such a, a holy, sacred cow? And when, Joe, when Bernie needs to turn to Joe Biden and say, uh, is that okay with you, Mr. Biden, or would that upset, uh, would that upset your uh, boyfriends and girlfriends on Wall Street, who you told, don't you worry, your standard of living won't change one iota when I'm president. I'm so glad Joe Biden said that recently. And if Bernie Sanders does not bring those things up, then Bernie Sanders deserves to lose. I like Bernie Sanders, but if he's going to do this, you know, mar mish, mish, mish marshmallow, you know, I'm going to say, oh, we agree on some issues. No. Bernie, you're in a gunfight, figuratively. Come, come ready to drop rhetorical bombs. You, you're not going to just win with a positive message. You have to point out his corruption 
You have to point out nothing will change. You also have to point out that Kamala Harris might like might look shiny on the uh, on the surface, but under the hood, there ain't much there. She's just as in bed with uh, Wall Street. And Mayor Pete kind of reminds me of Woody from Toy Story. Don't think I don't think Bernie needs to worry about Pete, who's having a hell of a time since the whole black community in South Bend, Indiana, can't stand the man. Uh, the corporate media never covered that because they were too focused on, oh my God, he, look at that shiny mannequin. Oh, the first gay president, all these things. It would be great to have a gay president, but I don't want a neoliberal gay president. 